So, I'd like to tell you about my awakening. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm a, excited uh, now. I have a very interesting awakening story. Mm, okay. It starts when I was... I'm all ears. It starts when I was... I was uh, doing a yogic meditation through uh, Ananda Marga practice. Through who? Sorry, I An- wanted to Marga, Ananda Marga okay. yoga. Okay. Um, and I have not just the yoga as in as in physical postures, asanas, mm. but, but in terms of um, chanting and meditations. And, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, conscious, very much into consciousness and body. Um, and people were talking about devotion, this experience mm. of love of God and, and how much it touches them. And I was like, I've never experienced anything like this. Things really weird. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like to experience this. And then I did. Like, um, just had to so, ask for it. so, wait, hold on. So, just to clarify, you wanted to experience love and devotion. Is that what you just yeah. said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and then you said you wanted to have an experience okay. of it. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I, I basically was sitting there listening, having done lots of meditation, sitting there listening yeah. to people talking about it. And I said, yeah, I want this. Mm. Okay. And uh, and then it happened just like that, just fell on me as soon as. And it was an amazing experience, this mm. profound experience of of God's presence and mm. this love that I feel for God. And um, I've, since then, was never able to lose that sense of divine presence. Mm. And I I talk about this and. And, and if I present it in this way, people are very impressed mm-hmm. um, that this is like an amazing, enlightening kind of experience. Mm-hmm. But what I missed out is that it was really painful. Yeah, see, yeah. And, mm. and so this experience that the people were talking about as being an amazing, enlightening mm. experience, mm. I actually had as a painful, enlightening, enlightening experience that mm. I didn't find. And so having prayed, said, yes, I want this experience, I then mm. didn't know how to get rid of it again. Once I'd opened my up, myself up, I was filled with this constant sadness, this constant longing for more. So there's this love for God, and then a desire to have more of God to be close to God. And uh, that was, was quite a stress in my life. How it's long? How long did this period go on at that years. time? Ten years. Ten okay, years. ten years. You can imagine. Essentially, the experience is like unrequited love. Mm. You're totally passionately in love, mm. and you cannot ever get the object of your your love. Right. And so, this kind of heartbroken experience mm. um, was you know, lasted for ten years. For many years, it was like the biggest trauma of my life. I think mm. it's fairly much over it now. And so, how do you relate to that now? So, what happened is well, eventually, yeah. eventually, after asking for lots of guidance and support and not really giving anything, yeah, uh, I um, I learned a little bit from many traditions. I did spiritual healing and I did, mm. uh, got into Taoism. Taoism was really the the thing that taught me most. 
um, because I had a teacher who told me to relax and just be natural. Mm. And uh, that really opened me up to the possibility of not trying to be something but just uh, allowing myself to be who I, who I am. And mm. Everything came out of that. He was very interesting. At the beginning of his classes, he would say, relax, think about something else. I don't want to see anyone concentrating. If it gets difficult, go and have a cup of tea. Mm. Um, and which was very different from the um, yoga teaching which had a certain discipline. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I eventually didn't really get anyone who could answer and tell me what was going on. But I mm. meditated and sat with it and allowed myself to find myself in some way. Mm. And eventually I discovered that what was holding me back was the idea of love, that my concept of love kept me separated. That the concept of love makes me different to you. Mm. If I love you, then I am not you. I am something else to you. Right. And I so, got you. So when I realized that I could give up on this, then I allowed this love to draw me closer to, to God, to the divine, until the two become one, until I become one with God. And then there is no I love you because we are. Yeah. And we are was a, such a more peaceful, joyous experience. I really felt like there was love disappeared and was replaced with joy. I think this is a very, again, this is a very synchronistic sh mm. that you're sharing about this because this, this whole thing that happened with my husband brought up so many different aspects connected to this. So I'm Christian right mm. uh, sorry no i'm catholic and um but i'm also very spiritual okay then when this happened all of a sudden i had of naturally right like i just had all these questions to god and the and like questioning my faith questioning love um you know and then even went here you know because i'm in the uk and and managed to find a monk here um, and wanted to kind of have, you know, like have it out, like have these mm. conversations with them. Yeah. Like, I really like, it was like, knock, knock, I'm here. And I'm not going to be the person that's going to just sit here and just, you know, meditate and be still. Mm. I'm like, me and you are going to like get into it. And, and like, I've got some things to ask you and talk about. Right. So mm. I was really like, cause I was really great. Like at a point where I was like really re grappling with things. Right. Mm. Like, why am I here? Why has he been taken? right and i'm still here and 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 what does this mean for me about love and and my whole co like connection with god right i'm like mm. going to all these places connecting and then you know this deepening like of bringing my conversations to god you know in these moments right and 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 really asking him all these different things and then the interesting thing for me was that you know 
it was like the situation was bringing me the most closest that I'd ever been to him. And I would also mm. say Jesus Christ. I do have to bring them both together. God and Jesus Christ that I've ever experienced. Like, it is definitely true that when you go through something like this, that you feel them the closest and the most. And I thought, is this happening? Because I, you know, like, I, you know, I just went, you know, I've been praying. I still pray. I'm, yeah, I went to church less, but like, is, is this like, he's calling me back to him. Like I've been too far away from him. Like, you know, all these different things. And then started going back to church again, um, just in this whole inquiry point and, and feeling like there was this returning back to him that was happening. I couldn't understand necessarily why, because I didn't feel as if I hadn't, like, I didn't feel like I'd abandoned him. Mm. Um, but it was like, you know, now all of a sudden this deep unrequited love of him was just my, you know, literally my standing savior, right? Because I'm now despairing and like in mm. front of the cross, like Jesus mm. Christ going, what is going on? Like, what, what, you know, you know, I have so much capacity for love, like, you know, you, wh and why did you take my love, right? So this, again, like, why do you take him too? Like, mm. you know, I'm in service of you. Why, why do you take him? Like, it just doesn't, doesn't make, you know, at the point, at that point, it makes sense. And I just thought, like, what I got to was like, like, he's, he's now, like, I'd surrendered my will to his will. And, and like, I'm in service of this and it's, it's no longer like about, you know, Pascal's plan. Right. And so what I see is like, that's what I mean. That's why all this re-anchoring, like when you said about my mission and this and that, well, he's definitely driving the bus um, mm. and I'm going with it, but he's doing it in alignment with somehow my, my own guided like gifts and my own guided ways. I've been prepared for this moment and, you know, but it looks very different, you know? So I even thought, does he want me to go to, does he want me to go and like serve in, 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 in a different way? Right. So even that I went, you know, is that going to look different? And, and now like I got clear, no, he wants me to serve from spirit and, and, and that's a big part of it. And, and, um, and this deepening of love that I have with him as my ever constant, um, space is, is definitely like a whole new, re new, re new renewed relationship I have with him mm. um and and it, I think it's kind of reset a different anchoring point in in my space um you know of course I have these conversations with him where you know I'm saying look you know we need to be <laughs> I go to him and say we need to be on the same page too though um about mm. who I want to be with okay like you can't just like clearly you've taken my my husband for some purpose that you have above there that um you know felt was really needful that you've taken him for okay got it um didn't anticipate that happening uh but i and you know he's sending me all these different messages about you know that the, the other person he's sending me and i'm going okay um, but I, but again, keep just nudging him and saying, but remember, it's also going to have my input into this, not just you, like me too, huh? okay? Like, really? Yeah. Come on, this is not, this is not sounding like a great deal, God, here, okay? First, you take the one that I, I'm, like, happy with, and you say, well, apparently he's for some divine mission above in heaven, okay? Um, 
but then please make sure that we're we're we're, we're partnering each other you know like i'm trying to joke joke jokingly you know input like yes. together and, and 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 in loving hope that he's listening to me um but the point is like it's very interesting that this kind of renewed relationship with god and that what's then happened through the grief process and all of this not at the beginning because I felt bereft and just empty mm. and there was just nothing in. And it was like, I had to fill it back up. And, and, but now there's this sense like of you know, like coming to God has created this kind of unbelievable kind of expansion of love that goes beyond romantic love and beyond just love with a partner. And it's been like love of humanity and love of, like just this all-encompassing love. It's just mm. like a, a much bigger conversation of love. Like, mm. And, you know, I heard people talk about that and, and things like that, but never have a direct experience of like what that all-encompassing love felt like that felt like it was, you know, uh, like it was almost a feeling of like, who are we to judge that, you know, it's going to be romantic or it's going to be this. Like, no, just like love, love in, in its all entire entirety, just embodiment of love and light. Um, <clears throat> and, and let's get bigger about this, right? Like almost like mm. I was being, you know, limited, even though I didn't think I was being limited. Um, and, and so there's this, it's like gone out into this much wider frame of reference about love. Um, which he now kind of acknowledges and goes, yeah, I know, you You know, you also want to have that kind of love for, you know, for yourself. And, and then now he's acknowledging that that's also part of the plan for me to be mm. with someone, this new person inside of the new earth is part of the plan. So I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how, um, you know, how interconnected or interwoven my being here was like intrinsically connected to God and my mm -hmm. plan with God, you know, mm -hmm. um, and you, we were very close and, and I followed things when I was very young and I was very devoted as you called it, you know, uh, yes. Um, but it's like, I'm only starting to really, maybe really come to it, come to like seeing that, seeing steps around how he's guided my life to this mm -hmm. point and this intimate becoming me and him are having, and how it keeps kind of unfolding and and it's only a step and a step and a step at a time and i i don't have any clue where he's sending me mm -hmm. and this is how i know it's god's plan because you just don't see it you know he knows that you're in the furl in the forest and what have you um but the point is like you know he's got my back and he's there and i'm taking a a step each time in the direction that feels right and it's heart centered and heart guided and I'm just trusting. Yeah. So, you know, nothing about the way things look like when I heard you share about Portugal, like this, this, you know, my whole life and whole space has just been flipped on its head 360. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the same place I was meant to be going. I'm not even with the same person me and him walked through the same door at one point and then he went right and I went left and he went yeah. up to heaven and I'm here, you know, working out God's divine plan, um, connected to serving humanity in, in, and, and putting me on the grid in the UK for it at the moment mm -hmm. and knowing mm -hmm. at any point it could change. Yeah. But like you talking all about that really, you know, helped me that you talked about that because mm. it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not alone having this kind of experience that, you know, like you said, 
it just felt very felt all sorts of you know like it's different experience right that you know not a lot of people are having um it's interesting because it's an experience that in indigenous societies is normal oh okay like you look at people who have this experience they have a certain way of connecting because everybody is part of yourself the the the, the connection it's like you're part of the ecosystem the universal right. ecosystem and you see yourself as as an extension of that ecosystem without a clear boundary that says this is me and the rest is not it's like this right. is i'm this corner of this great ecosystem and so they see themselves as very connected and they also connect with people in that same way. So love mm. becomes not a, I love you and this is, there's a strong feeling of it, but there's mm. just a natural connection of divine energy mm. and light that flows mm. through the hearts of, of people like this. So they, to someone who is familiar with it, it's very obvious. And mm. in indigenous societies, it's like the ordinary way that people relate to each other. They're just... Mm is very common. Um, mm. uh, there's a, a thing that's been kind of popular recently, uh, some kind of oneness blessing, they call it. And, oh, yes, that's yeah. right, yeah. And basically they look into your eyes with a oneness connection and, and you experience what the oneness love feels like. Mm. Um, and I went once once to this, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of like normal. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of the time when they're not doing that blessing, I feel like something's a bit weird. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. they're doing the blessing, it's like, yeah, yeah okay, this is more, more like normal, <laughs> normal relationships to me. Right. And, and in indigenous societies, I experience that kind of what I see as a normal relationship <laughs> with everyone I walk past, everyone I see. This just this natural connection, but and I so, think, and so our society, modern on, society, has has lost it. It's not. It's actually <laughs> it's the. It's it. has has kind of put it aside and forgotten that it exists. It's not that this is an unusual experience for people. Mm. It's that it's an experience that's very difficult to describe, and so it's very easy to get distracted by other experiences that are more obvious and intense and to so lose I, this very natural experience expression but so so i hear you with that but what mm. came up for me when you said that was like but then there's people and i feel like i'm one of them mm. who and it reminded me of this example when in hong kong there's this monk um you know this, this buddhist monk who who used to you know, do his teachings in Hong Kong. Mm. And people said to him, you know, like monk tut, you know, why, why do you do, why do you continue to do your, your, your meditating and teachings in Hong Kong? Like you could go back to Thailand, it would be so much more, um, you'd be so much connected, so much more peaceful in the community with the other monks and all of that. And mm. he says, you know, well, actually, I hear you, but my, my, I feel that my whole role is to bring that sense of, um, learning what is inner peace, you can, you, your inner peace is most tested in, in a city like this yes. because you've got everything coming at you, right? Yes. The stress levels, everything. Like this is the true testament to practicing peace. It's very easy to practice it when you're just 
you know, out inside the fields, connected right. with the monks and everything is like hunky dory, he said. But the true test of or, or the true test of inner peace is that you can actually hold that space and teach others how to practice in a place where there's a lot of chaos. Hmm. And I'm like, mm, yep, I totally resonate. And so why I was saying that when you shared what you shared is like, and similar for me, is like, I feel like I'm the embodiment of having to live that in modern day society yeah. versus going and that and that was my that was my conversation was do you want me to go somewhere else and be with other people who you know are mm. you know in a particular space holding that energy and his whole conversation is no I want you to be the embodiment and living it inside of modern day life and bring it to the people the ordinary people who are dealing with life, you know, like what we term like everyday life and with the everyday issues and bringing that into mainstream living versus going out and, you know, staying with other people and, and, and connecting and just universal peace. You see what I mean? It's very yeah, yeah, different. Absolutely. And, and, and I it, think it's the, one of the most important works that is, needs to be done because this, this experience is very natural, but it's very mm. difficult to talk about. And mm. so, and so, what people need is to experience it, and when they experience it, then it transforms them. Mm. And because it's a um, oneness, also inspires action. Mm. Um, some some spiritual experiences they inspire a kind of inner peace that is very still, but mm. oneness inspires action. It inspires uh, you are part of me. So if I am going to do anything for myself, I have to do something. And and so service becomes a very important part of oneness. And so a lot of social transformation happens from people who have this experience. And mm. so if we can bring that experience to people, then they will transform themselves and also transform around them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think that when I say that it's natural in Indigenous societies, what I mean on some level, is that it should be natural in our society as well. And it uh, will be natural. Yeah. When we yeah. have done our work, it will be also natural here. It's simply something we've lost temporarily. There's, mm. there's one spiritual teacher, actually the master of the yoga tradition I grew up in, Ananda mm -hmm. Um And he talked about a, a vision for a new society where, which was led by enlightened leaders and wow. based on community and cooperation and a lot of concepts of cooperative business and spirituality as the center of life and all of these wonderful things mm. and one of his followers once asked him how long will it be before we see this new society and he said how long can you stand on your head <laughs> it's like not very long well in the same way the world cannot stand on its head very long mm. um, so at the moment the world is standing on its head but it's it's going to fall over and it's going to stand upright again and we're just right. here to kind of help that happen in a more in a more easy way to catch it when it falls and to encourage it to enjoy the journey mm. So, nice. So having had this awakening, I became very passionate about oneness um, as an experience that I think that people need. Mm. And 
I also became passionate about helping people because no one was ever able to help me. Mm. There were so many spiritual teachers that I met, but none of them were able to tell me what what my problem was and what I needed to do. Mm. And so I felt like there was a lack in the world of spiritual education. Mm, got it. And I became very passionate about about helping people to find this oneness. So my next journey was, okay, uh, what is this pathway to to happiness? Actually, I asked this before I experienced my realization, my, my own happiness. I asked, what is the pathway to happiness? And I got a very clear intuition that said there are seven pathways, not one. And this has become my my center of my work is mm. the seven path seven spiritual pathways i've found that people have different um central issues in their lives and they need a different kind of approach to to finding the answers to those issues and it also relates to the seven chakras that each person naturally centers themselves in one of the chakras and when they find their center in that chakra it expresses um, their life in in a way that's really natural to them. Mm. Um, so this has been becoming more and more the way I work and, and what it seems most important. Mm. Uh, but I'm also finding that I don't talk about it very much uh, directly because it's easier to simply help people with what they are dealing with in their life rather than to show them the whole pattern of what everybody is. I guess I guess different people will connect to that differently. Some people, exactly. Some people, they they would be open to hearing that the, mm. the part that you just shared. And then for others, it's like you say, they 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 can discover the the process of inner happiness through that which you you know that yeah. which you're supporting them. So That's right. I think it's just a different anchor point, but I think both are important. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And um, I'm now finding that um, what the way I work is that I combine this interest in community and cooperation and worldly success with the spiritual education. Mm. And I create uh, this conscious business club, which is about people who want to do business, live in the world of, in in the modern capitalist world, but transform that into something conscious and open-hearted. Mm. Um, and it starts with finding themselves, and it moves on to finding their action and their flow, the way that they work in the world. And their nice. mission and, and getting on with it. Nice. And, yeah. Hopefully, grow from that into more and more cooperation where people help each other. And it's not just about me saying something, it's about them developing their own their own connections and community and slowly sharing and spreading this light that you talk about. Yeah, for me, cooperation is also very important. It's also a very key word. Yes, it's yeah. something that, that happens. I, I notice it happens very naturally to people once they reach a certain consciousness. 
mm. and and that it's very difficult for people when they haven't reached that. Mm. And I think where I'm interested or, or where I have a deep kind of affinity with it is that, you know, there's been sorts of all different kind of conversations priorly about, um, well, just, just, you know, people being in a space of like, I, th I think you even shared it inside of your mission mm. to me when you shared your mission to me. I thought that was quite interesting. Um, I was basically like, you know, when people are in a space of like coming from, or women are in a space of coming from competition and, you know, trying to tear, tear them down instead of kind of really elevating and cooperating and supporting and amplifying one another. It's just really sad. Like when you talked about, I really, it's really sweet when I heard you say like you go to places or parties or things like that and it makes you really sad. I was like, yeah, I can totally, I, it's really, like, I totally resonate with the moments when I can see myself and it makes me really sad. And it makes me really sad when I see exactly women doing that, you know. I mean, men do it too. Um, I guess I just have a particular pull that, that, that it makes me such a shame that, you know, for so long women have kind of, like, put put themselves down and 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 been jealous or, like, you know, like there's a particular way that women do that that mm. is just really painful and really unsupportive and really hurtful and like you know really there's a deep kind of a deep sense of like incompletion that 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 I you know that that I'm on the path to create a whole new kind of movement around and change around around you yeah. know really women amplifying women and really supporting women and this has got to change and it just doesn't work anymore to mm -hmm. do to do the opposite yeah absolutely. that's got my real fire going um and so what uh, what is your services mm. that you're offering at the moment so um like i said i work on um in a, um, a number of different ways and in, in different projects that i work with but what as i said currently um in this space to offer this wisdom leadership that, as I said, is about cultivating, you know, the, the inner wise leader mm -hmm. um, from a space of, of fully embodying um, and becoming the inner wise leader so that all that all the different parts of your life can open up um, and that, you know, you can affect the change that you want to be um, in the world. Yeah. And um, that's very important. I'm also doing some work related to the process that I went through with my husband. It's called the goodbye and welcome in process. So I'm mm -hmm. off offering virtual workshops and that process got birthed inside of what happened with me, with him. I created a process that came to me that was guided inside of how do I powerfully learn to let release and let go and say goodbye of something that you don't want to say goodbye to or didn't mm -hmm. think you were going to say mm -hmm. goodbye to. And I got present that that's something that the world is dealing with right now is having to say goodbye to things in life that are really painful or don't even know how to say goodbye to. So mm. the goodbye process is very, very powerful, very potent. Um, and then I do another part of it that's the welcome in, which once we clear what's there around the goodbye, then people create the new welcome. But it's an authentic welcome that they don't even realize is there for them until they've actually done their sacred goodbye. Mm. And um, it's been really 
it's been a really powerful process and it's something I feel very guided that I need to continue to do and offer. So, um, so that's something I'm offering kind of all over the place, um, where I feel that I'm guided to offer it that, so, so there's that. And then there's the, the, the sessions that I do with people. So I do them individually. I do, do couple sessions and then also work with uh, corporates as well. So, there's there's a whole there's a whole mixture i go where i'm guided inside mm. of the project mm. um uh and and this is this other kind of burgeoning piece around kind of like awakening awakening uh the light through grief and 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 through those other stages that i mentioned earlier lovely and and what's uh, where can people find you so um basically there's there's a there's a bunch of different places um there's um a, a facebook page that people can come and find me i'm in the process of recreating myself so um i'm recreating my my website currently but um my facebook page is basically connected to the sessions and the work um is on www dot facebook.com backslash intuity world backslash so that's one place In, Be- intuity world yeah intuity world that's right yeah and you can also find me um on instagram at intuity world as well um and then there's also so i'm also on a couple of other places as as i'm re well so mm. there's also I'm also as my practitioner work is on and just yeah simply natural au backslash practitioners backslash six four three eight hyphen two backslash <laughs> but I guess I can send that to you because that's why when you asked me I was like it's not going to be easy to remember no, no. you know so so intuity, yeah, intuity world that's what who we look how we yeah. It, correct. Intuity mm. Worlds on Facebook and on Instagram. 